The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen I want to be at least caught up when that new Disney Marvel streaming thing yeah. pops up later this year. Yeah, although now Disney owns all of Hulu. Disney owns everything, man. Like, might as well, like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like well, if they own all of Hulu. Why do they need their own thing now? Cause I don't know. They don't have enough money. I don't know. <laughs> they want to. They want to make it seem like they. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You get double dip. It's like oh, pay yeah. us for Hulu and pay us for our own stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't do Hulu or anything like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested in uh, Handmaid's Tale. But I was kind of like, eh, I'm gonna wait until maybe it's all done and then get Hulu for mm-hmm. maybe a month or two and try to watch everything. Try to binge. I get a get a good VPN and just download it. Or or I could do that. Be be all illegal yeah. with it. Be all. Hey man, uh, to, you know the way I look at it is like you're being taken advantage of, being taken advantage of in so many ways. The little you get to fight back <laughs> if you could download a TV show, you you deserve it. Like the shit we have to put up with on a daily basis. Like yeah, download a TV show for free. Like it's not they're not they're not going to go bankrupt. Yeah, but it's not them that are giving us the hard time. Man, I got a story like, for for the longest time, but like before I knew about VPNs, like this is like 10, 15 years ago. I was uh, I was trying to download Homeland on a BitTorrent to watch it because we didn't get Showtime. Mm-hmm. And uh, so something happened, and like got a cease and desist email from you know from the from my service provider. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, you know, we you know we noticed you were downloading illegal content, like. Don't do that ever. Um, but what I didn't realize is it was stuck in my, and I think Views is the program that you, the main one that people use for BitTorrent. Mm-hmm. So it was it was in my library. So every time I would open it, and for the longest time, like I would open up my BitTorrent and like I'd get another email. I'd get, I'd get another email like, cease, hey, we told you, like cease and desist. Don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I didn't download it. I'm, I'm done. Like I didn't do it. But like I realized it was still in the library. So it was still seeding. Um, yeah, so people were like downloading from me and like they eventually emailed and was like, This is like the fifth time we're gonna throttle your connection if you don't take care of this. <laughs> so I finally realized what was happening. I finally like deleted out of the library. But after that I was like, Yeah, I, gotta, I looked into it, I was like, I gotta get a good VPN. Anyway, short little story about sticking it to the man. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. We're back with our guest, John Farrar, to talk about the song Rearview Mirror. And I'm your host, a Brandon. John, how's it going? It's going good, Brandon. How are you? Thanks for having me back. Oh, no problem. I need guests, and I'm glad <laughs> when people answer the call. Hey, and you can answer the call too. Call eight 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 blah blah. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I remember the last time we talked. I think uh, I jumped on this song immediately because you had mentioned you were gonna you were starting to do. First, I was like, "Review mirror, called it." 
And I think I think there had to be a deal. I don't I don't want to spoil it, but I think we worked out a deal where if I did one of the one of the songs on Vitology, then I got to do this one. That and the Venmo went through, so it's all good. Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Glad to hear. Glad to hear. So, no, how are you? It's it's nice to talk to you again. Oh yeah, this is going to be fun. Oh yeah, we got we got lots to go through. I think. I hope. Well, I don't know. Depends on how long people want to listen to this. How many times people want to hit the uh, the forward the skip button? I got all night. <laughs> it's an all night thing to say. Oh, rest yeah. in peace, Chris Cornell. Oh, no, oh, damn it! That timestamps us now. When we recorded it, so let's see. Where do we start with this Eddie Vedder penned jam? Do we start with the live debut from San Francisco in '93? Do we start with uh, lyrics, uh, what they mean? Where, where, where do we take this, John? Let's just start with the album version, if you don't mind. Oh, let's that's get totally that. Fun. Let's get that. Let's 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 take a good forty-five minutes and talk about that. <laughs> no, this song, like it, it is the best song on verses, in my opinion. correct yes and i i sometimes i think it hints at what was to come on vitalogy i sometimes mm-hmm. i sometimes lump it in with those vitalogy songs oh yeah root premieres on vitalogy right no it's not it's on verses if everyone again will turn to their pj20 books to uh, the <laughs> verses chapter you will uh, you can read about you know this this was the first time that eddie had played guitar on a pearl jam song uh he pretty much brought the song completely finished to the band and I think that a lot of, he would continue that into Vitalogy. So this is kind of like a hint of things to come. It's also the first of their car songs. Is it? Is it the first one? There's none, none from the Ten era. No. Okay. No. So we'll we'll mention again once we get to uh, MFC in uh, the year 2020, and then when we get to Gone in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> right. Perfect. Uh, no, this, yeah, this is a, it's a great car song, like just from the, just from the opening lyric. And this is like, I think we talked about in the, in the deep episode where those songs where he's kind of telling a story, like he's talking about characters like vignettes, mm-hmm. those songs don't really hold up as well as the, the personal songs that he writes, the songs like release and black and alive mm-hmm. where it's, he's using I and you. And this is and this is one of those I and you songs where people can relate to it. I think that's the reason it's it resonates with people and it's stuck around. Yeah, I, I remember in high school I was on the soccer team and we were taking a bus to a to an away game, and one of the older kids, uh, I was probably uh, I think I started playing soccer my sophomore year. One of the older kids, he was like, "Oh, we're gonna listen to Pearl Jam," and he had his little. Uh, his little CD boombox or something like that. And it says, Oh, we're listening to Rearview Mirror. This is like the best song ever written. And I was sitting uh, further up in the bus because, you know, all the cool kids sit in the back. And I was like, Oh, yeah, this guy gets it. Yeah, he knows what it's all about. He was right. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then I, and I didn't speak up or anything. I just sat there like, oh yeah. It's like oh, I'm just gonna stay up here though. <laughs> I'm not one of the cool kids. <laughs> yeah, the I, I think the first time I saw Eddie play guitar was on the Saturday Night Live episode where they did uh, "Daughter and Not for You." Saturday Night Live. Yeah, man, that was so crazy. Like I remember being so excited for that, and then they come out. I think didn't they do? Did they do rear premiere first? Was that the first one? Uh, I think so. Man, just like people send your uh, your 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 angry letters to correct me to um, POTUS at whitehouse.gov. I should I should know I should <laughs> <laughs> I should have looked. But yeah, the, those three songs like I can I can I think daughter was last, mm-hmm. but maybe not for you was last, but. That was like the coolest thing in the world. Like I must have, I think I remember holding the boom box, boom box up to the TV, hitting record on the cassette so I could have it on, like, so I could listen to it over and over again. But like those performances are so good. Yeah. And I, th- I think back then too, I, I, I didn't watch Saturday Night Live, at least not on Saturdays. I always caught it on uh, like reruns on, uh, on Comedy Central and stuff. Right. And so I'd see in there, it's like, oh, hey, whoa. But then if you, but if you do that, they, didn't they they probably cut off one of the songs for time because they would compress the hour and a half to an hour on Comedy yeah. Central, so you probably lose one of the songs on the uh, on the rerun. Yeah, I think that's what they normally did. But now with YouTube, yeah. you can yeah. watch it all. Or Hulu. Is that where you're supposed to watch uh, Saturday Night Live? Or they're all access? It used to be CISO, but that's gone. I have it, I have it downloaded on my computer so I can watch it anytime I want to. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Oh, of course we have, uh, the little, uh, Easter egg of Dave throwing his sticks at the end. Right. Right. And yeah, they talk about that in the PJ 20 book where he, you know, Brendan O'Brien wasn't happy with his, with his drum performance and he finally nailed it and then just threw his sticks at the, at the wall in frustration. And then I think he did something about, he punched a hole in the snare drum yeah, and then went out and like threw it off the hill or something that they were recording on. Cause they were recording at that nice studio, that whole story. Yeah. With uh stone in his slippers and his uh, robe. Love stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you, you can almost picture it. Yeah. But no, this song, like the, uh, like the intro, just that guitar intro just mm-hmm. builds up the tension. You're it immediately sucks you in. Like, okay, th- this this is going to be something. And then, like, the lyrics are so good, like, talking about, you you probably, you'll get into this on some of the other episodes of Verses, I'm sure, but the themes of abuse, like, all over this record, like, to my go and daughter, mm-hmm. dissident, like, um, almost every song is, this is, like, again, a, a dark record, lyrically, for the most part. And then this song kind of turns the corner where it's, like, someone who's escaping that, someone who's gotten out, thinking back on it. And it gets, like, you, you kind of get that triumphant part at the end. It was like, you know, saw things clear once you were in my rearview mirror. takes you on this ride you know yeah it's very cinematic definitely it was the beginning of i think it was the beginning of his 
like of Eddie's like peak songwriting period, going into Vitalogy and No Code. Mm-hmm. Sort of when he moved into actually being the front man, being a little more confident, I think too. Yeah, instead of just being the guy who was the lead singer. And his guitar playing is good on this. Like a lot of times, like you know, he has his moments playing guitar, but this one he it's 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 solid. And I guess he'd been working on it for years, mm-hmm. um, just playing around with that riff. Uh, finally, I think it was near the end of the sessions. I think it says they finally like nailed it down. And then we talk about Stones, like the little Stones little guitar thing, like the like I love that part. Yeah, with the with with verses like the perfect transition. Verses it always messes me up because they have Mike in the right and Stone in the left. Where you know then afterwards from Vitology through they switched them back. I think at one other point in one other album. I think I think the binaural recordings. They're switched, yeah. but then the rest of the album, they're fine, and then something else happens. I don't know. Oh, I'm supposed to be the guy that knows this stuff. I didn't write it down in my notes. I'm thinking off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think, uh, too, like this album first started all the Ebo stuff, and so then Mike's playing the Ebo in the uh, in the middle. Yeah, great, great guitar solo in the song too. The uh, uh, everything about the song is great. Yes, <laughs> like I don't have I don't have a single I don't have a single bad thing to say about it. Yeah, the when when I first heard this when I was I had to have been what thirteen fourteen then I was still a little my 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 teenage lovesick you know always having crushes on girls and never talking to them and stuff like that. That's always what I put onto the song. I didn't really get any of the abuse or the uh, trying to get away from everything like that. I got the, uh, saw things so much clearer, uh, or I want you in my rear view mirror, get it as sort of like a, Oh, I want you in the back seat and we're going on a drive. Oh, okay. and we're, okay. we're together and we're facing the world and stuff like that. Wow. That's a, that's a terrible, uh, interpretation of the song. That's completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just oh, um, way, yeah, to, way to kick fourteen year old me. In the I was nuts. gonna say like they're the band is all about like yeah whatever the song means to you like that's 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 great but no that's that's wrong <laughs> you are you are off base on that one <laughs> yeah except for you no that that's that's kind of adorable <laughs> yeah that's that's the uh, young self involved thing yeah like yeah I'm I'm getting away from you but not too far away just stay in the back no, seat somebody else you're talking so about. you're in the rearview mirror and. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the world, man. The world's holding me down. The world's got me swallowing my fists and gauging enmity. Yeah, you, you gauge that enmity. <laughs> enmity, enmity. Yeah, that line, like... Yeah, it's uh, right between the uh, RPM and speedometer. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. It goes all, goes all the way to 11. <laughs> I remember going to... I think it was backstage discount music in Rome, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I, I went there, I think it was maybe a couple of weeks before the album came out and they had that spin the black circle trimmer cry seven inch. And mm-hmm. I was like, yep, I'm taking that. <laughs> so I, I had that early. And I think that was, I think for, for verses, I went there, I think after school, the day it came out and got the CD, like it was that kind of weird case. It wasn't like a jewel case. It was like a, like a cardboard, thing that you had to like pull the tab and then yeah. open it yeah, yeah. the little yeah. slide thing and i think it. i just yeah. sat in my car and listened to the whole thing straight through before i went home yeah one of my one of the uh 
guys I went to uh, high school with that was friends with, he uh, he had that original version of it, and I was like, oh wow! I was like, I only have the uh, the the clear case one with the that you can pull the CD out and see the back of it. And it's like, oh man! And then I was just at a used record store Mm -hmm. uh, before I checked it out before uh before record store day and they had a version of versus they had one of those original versions i was like do i need to get this because i want it (laughs) (laughs) and like it's cool because the you know the image on the cd is you know the sheep being all aggressive and like trying to tear at the fence and the image on the vinyl is just Mm -hmm. the the sheep just kind of chilling out like just kind of staring off into the into the in the the sunset whatever the, the, the sky so it's kind of like yeah if you listen to the vinyl you can just kind of chill out and be cool but if you listen to the cd you you're all you have to get all aggressive and like that's kind of their little hidden message there like just chill out and listen to the vinyl don't be so it'll, it'll chill you out a little bit you won't be so aggressive yeah but then you put it in your car like and you that. just you just go and you just rage oh yeah oh i definitely did my share of that to this song <laughs> Yeah, live it's 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 a, it's a staple. It maybe is their it it maybe is their best live song. Mhm. And like it's no live version is the same. You can listen to I mean it's been played what almost 500 times and they're all different. And it's cool because they, you know, when you when you get a live they kind of will they'll tag war pigs on it or you know you get porch and they used to tag, you know, tearing or androgynous mind things like that you get better man obviously with a saver for later and daughter and all that mm-hmm. but there's there's almost never i can't think of one rearview mirror that has any kind of tag on it from any other song it's just like it's always just a jam that like it's either improv or like they somebody takes the lead and decides to take it somewhere and like there's versions that get real quiet and there's versions that get real loud and real fast and like it's you you never know like which one you're gonna get but it's always it's always memorable. It's always the highlight of the show. Yeah, there's you can get the some tours you get the strobes going off and on, or you get uh, lights lowering mm-hmm. and raising, and you just get a, a chance to trip out, man. How many times? How many times have you, have you seen this song? Ten times. Because I'm at seven. I'm I'm only at seven out of my nine shows. The coolest one. When they, I was at the Versus show in Greenville, 2016, and that was kind of cool because it was, you know, it wasn't the set closer. It didn't end the first set or the second set. They just followed the album. So I remember that show they did Daughter with no tag. Mm-hmm. So you think like you're gonna get Rearview Mirror just straight through like the album version, but then he kind of he does like a riff on the like. I, 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 will, I won't forget, but I will forgive. Like, kind of does all, like a little vocal improv thing, kind of similar to like the black, you know? And that's something you don't get a lot of times, too. So that was really cool. And it ended up being like a six or seven minute version.
talked about, I think, um, Charlotte 2013, that version is a little, gets a little more quieter. It has some of those, like that Pink Floyd, late Beatles influence where it gets kind of spacey and weird in the middle of they, they using those effects on the guitars and like, yeah. and that, you know, just bass line, like holding that thing down. That's one of my favorite bass lines too. Yeah. Th- there's, there's a definite, um, chord progression that they'll kind of hold to sometimes in it. And it's so simple. And I think that's why they can just kind of play around with it without losing it because yeah. it's, you can always go back to that simple structure of it. Good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. The, yeah. The dun, 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 dun. That was perfect. You nailed it. Yeah. I well, felt like, I, I felt I, like I, I was there. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got perfect pitch. I've got perfect pitch. <laughs> No, no but don't. yeah, that yeah, I remember that you, you were talking about that Saturday Night Live version, watching that, and you you know because has he does the little turn away from the microphone like the fuck off, you know that I remember thinking that mm-hmm. was really cool, and then uh, you get Dave uh, Dave A bashing like those drums at the end like that, and then they're all jumping around like I remember like this is the coolest thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now, did you want to talk about the uh, the cover version of this song, the infamous uh, the infamous version that the uh, yes. the frogs did? Yes, on the Immort- immortality single, you have the frogs. Come on, were you a frogs fan back in the day? Did you know about the frogs? Um, I knew about mm-hmm. the frogs. I knew about them from the Smashing Pumpkin video, Euphoria. Right. right. Uh, I saw them on that, and that's where I first heard about them. I was like, what the heck is this? It's like, oh, that's kind of weird, kind of cool. Big tall guy with bat wings coming on. <laughs> right. Well, the frogs were like every, you know, you know at this point, I'm not breaking news, but the frogs were kind of, they were in that kind of grunge alternative scene. They were kind of like the cool band that everybody was friends with, like mm-hmm. the credi- the credibility band you know oh we're friends with the frogs because they're weird you know yeah and evidently they were they were you know i didn't know them personally obviously Mm -hmm. but they were kind of like they would come out and cover like cherub rock or today or you know they would they were kind of like known for those ironic versions of songs like hey we're gonna hold up a mirror to your to your stupid grunge alternative song and make it like cool and weird you know but this ver- their version of Ruby Mirror is just pretty mm-hmm. straight. Like the, you, there's no real sense of irony in it that I can tell. It's just, they just kind of decide to just play it really low key. It's kind of beautiful in a way. Like it's kind of like the instrumentation is really kind of sparse and like mm-hmm. they play it pretty straight. Yeah, the the that version. I remember when I first heard it in the beginning of you know listening to 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 that version was sort of like, oh, I want. Pearl Jam to do this version. It's like I don't want another band doing it like this because I think that if Pearl Jam did it, it would have probably been more. It's like, oh, whoa, they're really you know changing the song. They're really taking it somewhere else. And you know, thinking thinking about it now, would have been. I think that that would have been a really bad move if if they did it because then that's the way I think that a lot of people would want it instead of the the real energy. Yeah packed live yeah. you know version that they do now yeah I can't, I can't think of like 
I don't think they've ever done this at like the bridge school benefits or any kind of acoustic version or anything. You know, there was that, there was the acoustic, you, you, you get acoustic versions of porch and corduroy and things like that. But I don't think they've ever done like a, like a stripped down rear view mirror. That would be, that would be strange. I think, I think Eddie's done it at some solo shows. I okay. haven't heard any of those bootlegs though. So I don't know if, if he plays it. I've only seen him once and he, and he did not do it. He, he'll do porch. I know. But uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if he's, I can't, I can't remember a time that he's done this one, but maybe, you know, I, it's so cool of them to just, to put that version on that record, the B side of immortality. Like how you, you wonder like what people thought of who had never heard the frogs, like turn this record over, like, Oh, rearview mirror. I know that song. Oh wait, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things that you know it was Eddie's idea. Like, call them up, like, hey guys, I got this idea. Do this song. We'll put it on the record. No, like B side. But I care. I think they were probably touring them with them around this time. I think the at the end of of uh, yeah, that was ninety five. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. It could have been something that they just knocked out like in a dressing room or something. Yeah, because it, it it is a real yeah. simple. Of recording just one the 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 one guitar doing the main riff and then I think there's like uh yeah. two EOs in the uh yeah. left and the right and then uh and then you know you yeah. got you got Dennis with the uh with the smile lyrics yeah the frogs keep, they 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 kind of weaved in and out of Pearl Jam at this point you know they were mm-hmm. they were they were definitely in that circle and they were a cool band I, I know I had that yeah. their Starboy EP that was a that was a cool record and uh. Yeah, mm-hmm. go go check out the frogs. Uh, they had some some interesting stuff back in the day. Is there uh, standout live performances that we need to uh, steer people towards? Um, that Saturday Night Live one, man, so good. And then the yeah. it's on the it's on the touring band two thousand from uh, from the mm-hmm. Seattle show from that tour. That version gets a little more has a little more of the Pink Floyd touch in the middle. It gets a little spacey and gets a little weird. Uh, and I like I like those just mm-hmm. as much too. But yeah, like I don't think that you know there's you get people that are like oh you know it's even flow like let me go to the bathroom or they're they're gonna play black red and yellow like no one knows the song like people you know um, but there's there's no one when that rearview mirror riff starts it's like oh god here we go rearview mirror again they they can play it at every single show and people would be yeah. happy and there's there's a reason that it there you know there's a reason that it ends up closing those sets down. You know, because it's it's a showstopper. Yeah, when I when I was in a band, I, I at one point I was like, you know what, I'm gonna rip this song off, and I tried to write a, a riff that sort of sounded like it. And I was like, and we're gonna have a jam in the middle, and we're gonna end our sets <laughs> with this, and I did it, and that was, and it was everybody who who saw us was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's the best song, and it's like, oh, I did it, and then the band broke up. <laughs> 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 no i think when you know when i was in a band it was like i was when i you know because you learn songs just to play around mm-hmm. with you know and i i would learn like nirvana songs and green day songs stuff like that but i i never i don't think i ever wanted to learn how to play pearl Jam songs on guitar because mm-hmm. it was kind of like it would kind of lose some of the magic if i knew how to play it right it was always kind of this separate thing like i i don't want to know how to play those like i want mm-hmm. i want to keep it on the pedestal of what it is like it would i I didn't want to like sully it with my 
terrible interpretations of it. So I, I don't know how to play any Pearl Jam. Like I was a bass player. I never, I don't know how to play any Pearl Jam songs on bass or guitar. I just never learned. Oh, you could, you could figure out Smile. <laughs> no, I don't. No, that's the point. I don't want to. Oh, I don't okay. want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin the magic of it. I don't want to. It's like you don't want to know how the how the meal was prepared. No, what you what you do is you find that stuff out. You have to find that stuff out so you can see how they did it, and then you absorb it, and then and then try to use but those see, sorts of in tricks. In my head, it's it's so magical. It's 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 just like the heavens opened up and it was, it was brought down on the, the marble slab. You want it to be something that a mortal can't attain in, in, in my, right. In my head, like these aren't, these aren't songs that someone sat down and wrote. They just, they just appeared mm-hmm. into the ether in in their perfect form. So the, it's, it's not a multiple, uh, Bible source written thing. It's a, uh, direct inspiration from God that, uh, including uh, uh, contradictions and all. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I, I think I would... I, I don't want to know how to play any Pearl Jam songs on guitar. I, I don't want to know how it's done. Oh, well, I guess I, guess I got to write you off for not being in my tribute band then. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm trying to think of a, of a funny, could, punny name. I could maybe be the singer. <laughs> but... Okay, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll sing the stone songs then. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) No problem. No problem. Yeah. I'll. uh, I can play the terrible mankind guitar without probably learning the song, so that works. (laughs) Yeah, I think that that I think that song's a little bit more involved than it seems. Oh yeah, it's in it's in a weird time signature, and like yeah, it's there's a reason they they can never play. Yeah. that and they they never practice it so it's kind of like it goes like this right so, oh, yeah, i think so I don't know. Right. right 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 is there is there anything else we gotta we gotta say about this song instead of uh, except for besides how great it is and that it's everybody knows that it's the the best pearl jam song ever and i mean it's yeah it's it's man it's in my top yeah. five probably of pearl jam songs you know corduroy black um hail hail uh i got shit and then probably this one is right there and it might be along with it's up there with porch like it might be it's either the number one or number two live song and it and it it continues my or at least is the middle part of my favorite songs being the eighth track on the album right exactly yeah that's a cool thing what you get you get porch rearview mirror corduroy yeah and uh and then uh yeah we, we just sort of forget about it after that no <laughs> the, the, the theory doesn't hold <laughs> no the an eight on eight on no code is not bad no but there's but then you know then you got you know you have present tense and in my tree no in my tree's not eighth no in my tree's fourth yeah 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 that's what i'm saying it's like the they they, they don't compare to present tense or in my tree as far oh, as like, okay. being you know oh, okay the, my favorite songs on the uh, yeah, on that album. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So yeah, if in my tree was if in my tree was eighth, then then you would have like a you'd have a theory, you'd have a my mathematical proof, a dissertation. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Um, no man, this like God, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I 
let's talk about how good it is some more. It's awesome. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> like there isn't a bad version of it. The, no, yeah, like even they gave the, it to the, the frogs. Version the frogs couldn't than... fuck it up. It's that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the frogs they... couldn't fuck this song up. Not that they tried. No, no, but you know, it, it, they could have done like a like a jokey, ironic version of it. Yeah. But the song is so good. They were like, we just gotta, we just gotta play it and do it, do it a different way. Yeah. The the spirit takes you, and then you can't help but just do some sort of justice to it. Yeah. And like you know, Pearl Jam shows are about moments like you know it's that mm-hmm. moment when when everyone gets to scream hello during elderly woman or everybody does the claps during do the evolution or everybody's pumping their fist during alive and mm-hmm. like this rearview mirror jam is right up there as far as like moments at a pearl jam show where like everyone's going to be talking about that that went to the show the next day like man that was so cool it's one of those things you look forward to the bootleg like let me go back and listen to that again and when you hear Jeff starting to play that bass, it's almost uh, the the bass riff to get everybody back in. It's almost sort of like, no, no, keep going, keep going. Oh yeah, but there's that. But then there's also like, yeah, like get to the crazy punk rock part at the end, like the yeah. the crazy fast part, like that. That's that might be the best part of the song. Yeah, <laughs> every part is the best part. Yeah, it's oh, it's perfect. You get beginning riff. You got right after the uh, the first chorus. It did it. You got the, you know, everybody going at the end. And when you finally get the, you finally get the catharsis of like the saw things, like that, that part, like everyone's like, oh, shit. Everybody's screaming back, want you, want you. Yeah. Can Pearl Jam just announce, let's listen, let's listen to this. Can Pearl Jam just announce some more shows so we can hear more of this song? I'm going to continue my. When the time this comes out. Probably not, but probably probably not. But we can, can always hope. hope. Yeah, man, it's 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 May is already half over. Like it's getting to the point where if something's gonna happen this year, we gotta find out about it soon. Yeah, I think there there's I think still time for if anything was gonna happen by the end of the year <laughs> could still happen. Yeah, it would like November maybe, but God. Yeah, I th- I think they would uh they would announce a uh a new record before they announced a tour. Maybe it would be like, you think? yeah, I think maybe, maybe it would be at the same time, but I think that it would have to be in conjunction yeah. with, with a new album. Cause I think they've sort of played out their goodwill from the last album. Yeah. Considering it's been almost six years. Cause there's no, you know, they played the baseball stadiums. So there's no, there's not another gimmick that they could do to, to necessitate a, a tour unless they can, they, they can come play at my house. <laughs> unless they, unless they did like a, <laughs> like a East Asia tour or something like, you know, small little thing or something like uh, that. They don't really play that, you know, they haven't played in a while or something like that. So like warm up shows in, you know, right. Australia or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or my house. <laughs> let's not, let's not rule that out completely. Yep, so have, they're listening right now, and your yeah. address is? I've got a basement. <laughs> like, send email the show. We'll work it out. Um, yeah, no problem. Uh, no, but, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you, you hope that they're holding back, like, working on, like, a comeback next year with, like, an album and a full tour. But the longer we go, the 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 more uh, more I don't think it's going to happen. 
not the the longer we wait, the more yeah. likely it's going to happen. Because hey. it's got to at this point, right? I don't think so. I think like, but but like, wouldn't it have already happened? Because evidently, it's nearly done, or they've been working on it for over a year. Mm-hmm. Like we got "Can't Deny Me" over a year ago. Like something is done. Some they were in a studio. They obviously worked on. They didn't just work on that one song. Like we've heard bits and pieces about. Oh yeah, things are done. Like. Wouldn't it have already happened by now? Like, what's what are we waiting um, on? Who knows? It's 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 uh... the world's gonna end soon, program. <laughs> we need this. Oh, don't. It's now or never. Oh, don't get serious. Oh no, I don't, to, bring, don't to, bring the real world to, into this. Had to throw that in at the end. But no, no. Thank you so much, Brandon. Uh, this has been great. No, I no. Had a lot of fun. E- even though all we've been saying for you know. <laughs> all this time just oh yeah it's great it's great right yeah it is isn't it good oh yeah it's super good remember when they played it live that one time that was awesome oh yeah remember the middle where they jammed oh it's so good and the fast part at the end oh it's the best oh dude <laughs> so like uh like like chris farley the uh, exactly remember, exactly remember when they played that song that was cool huh i can totally see him uh doing that with eddie vetter Remember when you wrote that song, <laughs> Rearview Mirror? That was awesome. And yet he just like, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Thanks. Great. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a there there anything we got to do to wrap this up, or we're just we're just done now, right? I mean, I'm I'm gonna go listen to all of the versions of Rearview Mirror back to back to back to back all 469 of them or whatever it is now so that that'll that'll occupy my time for the next few days yeah i think i think i'm gonna watch the uh the saturday night live nice it's a good place to start we got all our plans we all ready guys okay break Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash the Better Band Podcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I'm on Twitter at Brandon P, B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, John, and as always, this is Brandon saying, We regret to announce the following layoffs, which I will read in alphabetical order. Simpson, Homer. That is all.